Big TJ, what the fuck is going on? How long gone? Live from the Life Life House Hotel in Denver, Colorado. Uh, This mountain air is hitting different, TJ. It's feeling crispy, man. Fall is fucking here. I don't know if I'm ready for it, but I have my cinchilla out. Thank God. And the Life House Hotel is really nice. Shout out to these guys. And it's reminding me of the band Life House right now. Wasn't their song called Fallen Even More In Love With Here? It's a great song. Life House had a couple big, big pop radio slaps. Might have to put that on their closing song for today. Yeah, I think you should. I think you should. But yeah, this this hotel is great. It's small. Uh, The neighborhood is quaint. We got a great coffee across the street. Le Labo in in the bathroom. King size. Lay Labo, you know, you know, I'm I'm slathering that on my fucking you know chiseled frame tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in Colorado. We're back on the road. This is a weird one-off though, which is kind of you know, it's a real what do they call it in the comedy business? Like a one-nighter. Yeah, we flew in today. We have the show tonight. We leave in the morning. You know, it's not well, it's DJ style. It is DJ style. Not a lot of time to explore the greater Colorado area, but we are going to be able to have a sandwich. I think we might have a sandwich. Yeah, somebody. Somebody said if, you know, we, we've been on the hunt for a Jimmy John sandwich, haven't had a chance to get one because by the time the show's over, all the JJs are closed up. But then somebody said, check out a, a sandwichery <laughs> local to Denver called Snarfs. S-N-A-R-F. And I knew you guys were stoned, but damn, Snarfs as a name of a business that you have to write down on paper. Like they have checks that say Snarfs. <laughs> Snarfs you know Holdings I mean? LLC. Yeah, the fact that Snarfs is a real thing. But yeah, we might check out what they got to offer here. We'll but see. Yeah, we'll I mean, see. We don't know yet. We don't know for sure. You know, if 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 a quinoa salad appears on a on my Yelp, maybe we'll be strayed a different direction. It's anyone's guess in the Mile High City. I could go any which way, TJ, to be honest with you. I could go any which way. We might even go eat in the lobby. The lobby here. So the lobby here at the hotel, they have a drink on the menu. They have a whole section of the menu called Mead, which feels like something <laughs> from Oregon Oregon Trail, the video game. I'm not familiar I'm not familiar with it, but Jason, you know what that you know what that is, right? Yeah, Mead it has like a medieval feel to it, but it's like a it's kind of somewhere between a beer and wine. But it's made with like usually made with like fruits and stuff. But the main component to it is it's it's like honey based. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't realize that. So if you get the if you get the right mead, you could get a little twisty. Maybe TJ. No, you can definitely you can get well knackered on on some mead. But I think the I think it's known to have a bit of a nasty hangover because of the high sugar content being made from sure. honey and all that. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. I haven't had a full night where I just got sloshed on exclusively on mead maybe one day but <laughs> hopefully I've, I've, we been can to, t- I've been to mead tastings sure hopefully you can take a, a buggy that's horse drawn to get a mead tonight you know before the show a, a pint of mead for my partner and i we have a king's thirst for a frosty <laughs> glass of mead <laughs> yeah i didn't know what that was which makes me it made me feel a little bit stupid and then i realized that it's actually stupid like not me so I, I felt oh, I felt no. fine. It, you know, it has kind of Vermont energy. You know, like someone's like professor, retired professor grandpa makes mead in the back shed as a fun little weekend. So, but it's but it's not us. like a, it's not like a bathtub. You know, moonshine type vibe. It could be okay. Could be. I'm okay. not sure. No, that's that's kind of what I was feeling about it. But then I wasn't sure, so I had to Damn. ask my the the 48 people who listen to this podcast who are familiar with mead are just like, oh shit, this is my favorite episode already. I don't even know what fashion is. We did have a great Uber ride. Oh yeah, yeah. People people were telling me like, all right, you're in Denver now. Like Sam, our our booking agent, was like, oh, you're in Denver. You know, shrooms are legal there, so you know, have have a, have a fun show tonight, kind of thing. Like. 
you know like imagine if i just did a full eighth of mushrooms and went on stage to talk for an hour that would be bad or it would be the best thing ever but our, we were talking to our uber driver and he's like yeah you know blah blah and, and we're like yeah is it true that that mushrooms are are decriminalized and he's like yeah actually you know hold on a second he just pulls out and ate the mushrooms that were in his center console of his own <laughs> like, on yukon he was living it he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't talking the talk he was walking the fucking walk things are a little bit different over here in denver i gotta say yeah i didn't i mean i it's it's tough to, a city like this is is very tough for me to situate because it's like it's not the south it's it, it's, it's not combobulated it's not the midwest it's not anything yeah it's it's really its own planet and i think that obviously the natural beauty is what they cling to but it sounds like they also cling to you know drum circles hacky sacks uh weed mushrooms um mm-hmm. maybe fish but I, I would i would rather be in a you know in a crunchier bolder colorado type of place because at least then it has some more like yeah unique authentic personality to it Agreed. whether you like it or not Instead of just like, here's just a regular old city. I would love to be, you know, doing a little shopping at Canoe Club and then hitting a mellow mushroom in Boulder if we could, Jason. Oh, but unfortunately, baby. you know, duty calls. But yeah, I, 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 so far so good. But, but Boulder is piquing my interest. I don't know if it'll, 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 it, you know, institute an entire trip back to the state of Colorado, but I'm interested. Maybe, maybe we'll winter there. Who knows? We'll get an Airbnb in Boulder. I love, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm sure that would go over real well. But I was noticing some fashion for people who are on the airplane. Yeah, what do we have? Obviously, a lot of on brand shoes. That's yeah. kind of a given for this type of. This is this is on country. Yeah, we're an on country. But a thing that I noticed that was that was unique specifically to Denver were you know the you know the obviously Vans shoes, a classic shoe that we all know and love. But they a lot of I saw multiple dudes wearing. The vans that kind of had the more like contemporary sporty kind of like like a running shoe sole. Have, have you seen these? Yeah, unfortunately, all brands of the stature of vans are classic. You know, they, they have to try to innovate and they usually add a technical sole mm-hmm. to a classic upper. And I would say it does not work most of the time. It's an amazing thing for the right type of person. But unfortunately, that right type of person is wrong. Uh, so so don't wear shoes like that ever, guys. But that that was like a thing, and I think Denver has a thing where that I like that I think some other cities do, where it's it's just kind of like a general rebellion of like, however everyone else does it, we do things a little bit differently here 100%, because 100%. we don't want to be the same. But they just make all the wrong decisions. Like they have those, mm-hmm. you know, they just do like everyone is wearing a smartwatch here, but no one has an Apple Watch. They all have like like weird off-brand ones and they're like trying to be funky and kitschy but sometimes just like it's like it's like the hotel it's like everybody's putting speakers in the room we'll put the marshall speaker in the room because it's the worst one (laughs) exactly exactly and and i i I applaud them and i like it when 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 cities are full of people who are you know a little bit more counterculture but it's just like you, you guys are just fucking it's it's i guess it's hard to pull that off i would say almost impossible i feel like that's most common in like a college town environment college town i think a lot of europe european cities fall into that category as well i would agree being different just for different sake it's treacherous waters we do have a a guest on the show today jason an old friend of both of ours you might know him from uh off duty at the wall street journal uh jacob gallagher mm-hmm the man knows everything about fashion. He's been on the show before. 
He's a nice young Jewish boy. He just got married a few months ago, had a bad honeymoon in Mexico. All kinds of stuff is going to be covered on today's episode. All kinds of shit, but he has a new book with uh, Fiden. It'll be out uh, very soon to pre-order. Um, so just in time for Hanukkah, you can put it under the tree for Christmas if you celebrate that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, uh, ho- hopefully we don't roast him too much, and I'll let him talk about his little clothing. When you say little, do you mean like the sizing itself is literally small, or is it just a general demeaning little? Both. Both. Got it. Austin, Texas. Uh, I need some boots for this jason yeah i was down here fishing at the creek earlier i wish we brought our 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 timberland greed strides down here to texas the soles are made from renewable sugar cane and natural rubber 75 percent which it brings two things that are close to my heart together, Jason, which is eco-consciousness and comfort. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of two pillars for me. I only care about eco-consciousness. I like living in constant discomfort. But what I do like is the fact that all of these styles, they're not only lightweight, but they're also very rugged and durable, the same way you'd expect from any of the Timberland series boots, not just the Green Strides. The Green Stride collection is part of Timberland's commitment to make more sustainable products and a greener world, uh, and they're trying to have a net positive impact on the environment by 2030. Timberland.com. Uh, you can shop the men's and women's Green Strike collection on Timberland.com right now. You ever been to Denver, Jacob? I've uh, not been to Denver. I have a good friend that lives actually just outside Denver. Well, let me, let them, let me know if, if they want to come to the show tonight because uh, we don't have anybody on the guest list. So <laughs> we already I already invited the person working in the front desk at our hotel if they want to come <laughs> and the barista who made my cortado if he wants to come. So far, no takers yet, but we'll see what happens, Jacob. How often since you've been on tour have you done – one episode and then done a live show after multiple times i think through we've this is we've done five shows i think it's happened thrice so far so i i, I mean i this is probably not that interesting of a question and i'm sure i know the answer but you all don't get tired of talking to each other at that point bro we really do this fam like this is not a game i know i know you don't well also you know you know chris he likes to hear the sound of his own voice and yeah believe it or not i actually kind of <laughs> do too so yeah, I just want, you know, like my desire, like it has nothing to do with like talking to Chris or Chris talking to me. It's more of just like, right, just happy to be talking with thousands of people listening, you know? I mean, it's it's not it, it honestly, weirdly, I don't know. The live thing feels very separate to me in my mind. I don't know if you feel the same way. Oh, Jason. It's, it's very, very separate. One thousand <laughs> percent. I mean, I treat it as stand up. <laughs> Whereas this is more of my, you know, my editorial. We know you treat it stand up. That's why I've seen you bomb so many of your quote jokes, unquote. Um, <laughs> Look, I'd rather bomb a joke than not have any jokes at all. Okay, Chris. Yeah, Jacob, you were at the show in New York. How did you feel about Jason's Alec Baldwin oh, joke? You were there. I was there. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, no, no comment. Um, Jacob, do you remember the? Do you remember the joke? You don't remember. You don't remember the joke. You were twisted. I was not twisted. Um, but so you so you do remember the joke yeah. you want, you, can you recite it it, it was um <laughs> no that's okay um because you're a big comedy you're a big you're a big comedy guy you love the art of comedy don't do you or do you not i feel like whenever something that's a cultural zone a cultural field gets too uh full then i just kind of walk away so maybe you know well i i, I hate to break it to you but don't don't read about fashion because 
I think that's a cultural zone that may be in that the sweet spot that you're talking about. Well, that's well, that, <laughs> is that why you came on? You came on the show to announce your retirement from the game. That's my that's my job. But you know, it's I, I think that <laughs> there's so it's like how do you keep up with stand up specials? Like you know, of course, right now there's only one that's drowning out the entire conversation. But but actually, like the Chappelle thing is is probably a, a good example of this, where it's like I think I watched probably the first two specials but then I, I i have not watched any since and and i think that that's less like my feelings toward him and more just like oh god it's another special like i do think that i feel the same way about podcasts frankly like mm-hmm. it's like you kind of you stick to what you know in a certain way and then the, you know i'm sure there's a lot of new podcasts that i would really enjoy but it's not like in the past year i've listened to like anything new that i've been super you know you know I, I haven't seeked that. I haven't seeked out anything new, so to speak. And you, ha- you haven't had a breakout podcast where, like, oh, I found my tribe type of thing. It's more of just like, eh, you know, when yeah. when they have somebody who's interesting since to Marin. me on, I'll listen to it. But otherwise, I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, the the only podcast that I really listen to religiously. I mean, I do listen to you guys, but I listen to. Um, mm-hmm. You must remember this, uh, which is the Karina Longworth podcast, which I. I think is like the the best use of of the medium. What's that little What's that little podcast about? Classic Hollywood and classic show business stuff. It's really really good. It's it's as if you're listening to a book, kind of. It's less like, and it is very well produced. And Denver Edibles kicking in right now. A podcast is like you're listening to a book. Yo, that's crazy, no, bro. No, 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 no. No, I no, I I I just I just mean that contra you guys that you know. Mm-hmm are off the dome she's you know she's doing a lot of research it's very well reported it's you know it's very um i, I it's very comprehensive it's, it's researched and produced and you know they spend Correct. a lot of time on it and the and the end result final product is is a, a impressive undertaking Correct. You know, and and it doesn't mean that that one is better than our podcast or our podcast is better. It's just you know two different types of <laughs> shows, and that's just how it is. Podcasts you know? can be different. That's just how it is. But you you do voraciously devour content in a way that you and I discuss this a lot because you like a lot of whack shit and I like a lot of great <laughs> stuff. Jacob, you consume whack shit. Oh, say it ain't so, brother. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, he he liked the Lord no, album. No, no. He likes every TV that show that's ever true. been put out. Are um, you a solar powered girl? I didn't know that, um, Jacob. I liked her. He is. her last album, but this one. It's it's interesting, Chris, because I feel like I've mentioned things that I actually like that you've then slandered. So it's funny <laughs> that you pick something that I definitely told you I did not like. To slander me on no, I that I did not think that that album was good. I agree, it is funny. But how do you find the how do you find the time? Because you got this new yeah. book. We're not talking uh, about the book. We're not talking about the book. <laughs> you got a full time job, but you somehow this motherfucker. You, it's like you got HBO, Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon Prime like hooked up to an IV. That's Chris. That's kind of how everyone is nowadays, though. Yeah. I guess that's kind of true. I, I didn't. Re- I didn't really think about that. I mean, just depending on Shit. you know various factors in your life, but you know, Jacob is he's still a young man, even though he's married now. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. But you know, you got you got no kids. You live in New York. You know, you're getting just food delivered. It's you know, you're not shoveling snow and you know <laughs> making sure the kids get to school in the morning. You got you got some free time to watch your little fucking Dune and shit. You know what I mean? Enjoy it while you can, young blood. <laughs> I think that it's it's how you make time. You know, it's I I I seek this stuff out and and I 
it's what I want to spend my time doing in a certain way. You make time for Harry Potter. I get it. <laughs> yeah. How, how much time do we have to unpack this? I'm, I'm also, ch- I'm pretty choosy. Like I, it seems Chris, I think like I watch every single show. I definitely don't watch every show. Like I, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, there's whole swaths of culture that I just don't really pay attention to the good stuff. Yeah. You don't love real housewives like me or any of the stuff. That's- don't listen to this bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I, 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 that's how. That's how. How I choose to to spend my time necessarily. But this is a good question. This is a good question for you because you, yeah. you and I are friends, and you and Jason are yeah. you know frenemies. How we choose to spend our time is really interesting because I think that for me, television is something where I don't care. Like I don't right, want to have to right. think about it that hard. Whereas I think now culturally we've shifted to where television is literally the only thing anybody talks about, and it's like supposed to be intellectually stimulating. You know what I mean? Which is maybe I'm maybe I'm rejecting that because I'm a hater. Well, television or films or music can be as intellectually stimulating as you want it to be, depending on what yes. exactly you're choosing to consume. You know, you could be listening to some Mozart or some jazz or some Takashi Six Nine. In a way, I feel bad weighing in on this because you know a lot of what you're feeling, Chris, is perpetuated by people that write about movies and TV, and some of them write about it very well. And then sometimes you got a Hunter Harris or something like that who does a, a poor job, you know? <laughs> but, but Chris, what you're talking about is more of like a reflection of how media operates because like there's a whole media system now of like people trying to talk about and intellectualize or like, you know, really. Totally. It, 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 but, but, but what I'd say is like a lot of it now, weirdly, is people they really want the things they like to be good. Like that's what I've noticed lately is people like, that's a good take. Like no matter, like no matter if succession succession is like good or bad, people are going to be like, bro, it was so sick. I thought the first episode of this season was good. The second episode I thought was actually like a pretty bad episode of TV. Was Dasha in it in the second episode too? No, I don't think so. I well, think that she was. That's interesting. Do you see that? Do you see a trend there? Anyway, continue. But no, I, I agree with you, Jacob. I thought I, I, I thought the same thing. I watched the first episode of this season and I was like, okay, the my palate is is percolated. My booze is amused. My yeah. boosh is amused. And then the second episode, I was like, wait a minute. Like, is it okay for me to think that? This was just kind of mid. It felt poorly calibrated in a way. I don't know. It was mm. like the energy was off. It, the pacing was wrong. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. Do you think, though, that it's it's one of those things where it's like Adele's first single from her album is kind of mid because they're waiting to drop the monster on the third single? Like, do you think it's a, it's a setup episode and we're all just so hungry for it to be good that it's bad? Jacob, are they going to drop that monster? I, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not a TV writer, so I don't know well enough to like... Come on, speculate. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. Is this the, Do we have the right Jacob Gallagher? Do we have the right Jacob Gallagher, Jason? Or is this that, a different I did, one? I did this on purpose because when I was on the first time, I kept saying... I'm not a doctor because I was talking about the pandemic and <laughs> you made the same oh, yeah. exact joke, Chris. I was trying to bait you to make the same joke. Yeah, but I'm a performer. Look, if you bring up Fauci on this podcast, we'll hang up. So let's keep <laughs> it moving. You know, I watch what I watch and 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 I read what I read and, and, and I listen to what I listen to. And I, I don't necessarily pay that much attention to like the cultural conversation around stuff. Like I don't really like reading about, you know, I really, I will say I really enjoyed Dune. It's not like I've read a lot about like, people's thoughts about like how 
you know, post-colonialism or, or, or how the immigration debate manifests in Dune. Like I have my thoughts about that. And, and, and I enjoyed the movie for certain reasons because of that. I enjoyed the book for certain reasons because of that. Hold on. You read the book too? Shit, bro. Yeah. I, I really, I'm, I'm one, of those, pretty popular I'm one book, of those people Chris. that is, I'm one of those people that is a very big Dune like I was very much anticipating the movie. I I don't know if you could cut me a check. I don't know if you could cut me a check to watch Dune. I'm not even exaggerating. Come on, Chris, name a price. Okay, I'm I'm dead. I'm dead serious. And they because they stole it from Zendaya. I need more Zendaya screen time. That's what I've been told. Okay, well, I, you, you can see the second one. I'm glad that you read like a cut piece that's or a, a vulture piece that mentioned that she was in it for seven minutes and that colored your perception of the movie but um <laughs> it's a good movie I, I i thought it i thought it was great bro first of all i wasn't gonna see it before i okay. read that so don't do that <laughs> okay don't do that so you loved it you were you were chortling through the whole thing forgot about chortling yeah i i i really enjoyed it i went and saw it on opening night i was very i was very much looking forward to it i would also say like in the and this i'm bringing this up not to be like Oh, I got to see screeners, but like a couple of days before I'd gone and seen screeners for the souvenir part two and for Spencer. And I really enjoyed seeing those two movies before, like the cultural conversation kind of got, get, got really overwhelming about them. Like the cultural conversation about Spencer, that makes sense. The cultural conversation about Spencer is going to be really obnoxious. I can already anticipate it. It's going to be very annoying. Why? Because it's actually good and. My favorite case stew is starring in it with blonde hair. I am a tremendous Kristen Seward fan. Uh, <laughs> tremendous. I think, I, I think I think she I think she I, I think she is our is probably the best actor that we have right now. Um, that that movie is very not good in my opinion. I think it's I think it's I, I think it's actually one of the worst movies I've seen in a very long time. And this guy saw Dune. But I I think the the screener thing is a great point. I should do. I should make more effort to get screeners because I, I think you're right. I think my, my, I, I cannot uncouple the, uh, you know, crowd reaction from the, the art, you know? Yeah. You can start, Chris, since it's going to be a while before you start getting those screeners in the inbox. But, you know, for a good starting point that anyone can do is just go see a movie without seeing the trailer for it reading anything yeah or yeah. without the, reading the, anything the no reviews yeah. even the trailer like I, there's a lot of movies where it's like all right i know this movie exists i know the actors that are in it i, I kind of know generally what the vibe is it's from a director i like whatever it is and then if i can avoid it i won't see the trailer because then you know nine times out of ten i watch the trailer and i'm just like eh, i'm good i don't need to see it yeah well you two you you two you two have been you know probably rubbing swords together about this paul thomas anderson movie actually no it, it doesn't look that good to me and i'm a pta junkie i think it looks very good i like but 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 <laughs> but, 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 but also i think that he really knows how to he can make energy really well like he, i think he, he's very good at making like the the feeling like if you watch inherent vice mm -hmm. that movie is really all just like feeling it's like i love inherent and that's vice. another one that's another one where like I, I I read the book and I think you kind of have to read the book to actually understand what's happening or watch the movie a couple times. But that movie is just pure. The word I'm really looking for is vibe. It's just vibe. That movie is pure vibe. There's got to be a, a better, more intellectual word than vibe for it. I don't know what that is. Then vibe. Yeah. Um, we've dumbed you. We've dumbed you down. You've been on this podcast for 20 minutes. You're already talking like these two idiots. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have a college degree. Let's let's do yeah. better. You know. And it comes down to like you know the set design like the like I, the color it, it, like all that kind of stuff looks right who knows what the story is going to be I, I i think we're we're 
we're still unsure what it's really about, so to speak. Um, we don't even know who the characters are. If you, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm paying very close attention. I mean, he's, he's my favorite director. So you're plugged the fuck in. I'm plugged in, which is a very like white Brooklyn guy with glasses and a beard thing to say. Like, I love yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that I'm giving interesting content to your listeners, but thank God you graduated um, from Wes Anderson. Well, do you, do you, do you think it's going to be, <laughs> Do you think it's going to be a boogie days though? I heard that from a couple people and that's kind of what I'm worried about. It's just going to be a little bit of that same old. I mean, yeah, when, but that, when Boogie but, Nights came out, it was obviously amazing film, but I don't, to me it didn't age very well. It's kind of a little eh, like if it comes on, I, I can't watch it anymore. Oh, really? I, I watched it recently and I thought, I thought it did hold up. But also I think that that's, a, that's an interesting movie because now you watch it and you're very focused on the actors because, you know, Bert, Reynolds is dead and Mark Wahlberg's become like a completely different thing. And you, and Mm -hmm. you know, you can kind of see like Julianne Moore being like what I think like her peak and like all that stuff is just kind of like at play and you can't remove that from who they are now. Um, Yeah. I think now that you said that, I think it's because I hate Mark Wahlberg even more. Yes. The fact that he's a star of it just makes me just like, eh, I'm all set. He's like a completely different person in that movie though. Like he, he's really going for it in a way that, he you know i I don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna criticize the mark Wahlberg action films of today which are great in their own right we can criticize his his hate crimes if you'd like to that's what i try to do (laughs) yeah we'll 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 allow that Uh, i'm not i'm not i'm not familiar with that your silence is deafening i did notice that before before we got on i heard a little arc a little R. Kelly in the background <laughs> of your Zoom. So that's that's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. Jacob I said, you- I don't see nothing wrong. <laughs> he said, step in the name of love uh, sir, is never sir, canceled. Sir. Um, no. sir. <laughs> do you, but do you think with the PTA movie, do you think the Heim is going to deliver as a first-time actress? Hell no. Me neither. And I love them. But but like I was saying, I'm not going to prejudge. Like I'll, I'll, it doesn't I'll be matter. very curious to see. We're not asking you to prejudge. We're asking you to speculate. This is all we do on this podcast is speculate. How can, yeah, how, yeah, bro. Also, all we do is prejudge. Don't give me that line. All, that's all you we do. You listen to this podcast before, Jacob. You know what the score is, brother. I man. think that... Uh... Don't you play dumb with me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, don't come in here acting like this is some little press appearance. You know what if this is. If you just is. wanted to say, next question, I, don't, I do not recall your honor and all that stuff. <laughs> We can just turn this into a solo episode. Yeah, this isn't a this isn't a Justin Bieber style deposition. <laughs> this is this is this is this is real podcast hours where we give opinions on stuff we don't know about and we're not qualified to give opinions on. You mentioned Justin Bieber. I'd I'd kind of rather talk about this. Can we talk about how how he's the the worst dressed celebrity like uh, imaginable? I, I just I've never seen somebody <laughs> who's so <laughs> incapable of wearing clothes. Like the like it, he seems to actively <laughs> detest wearing anything at any time. The body itself rejects it's it. Just, it's just he he makes everything look just terrible which is tough because he has a sick bod but but i know that he has a stylus and there's some thought into it and there's and and, and it it confounds me like i see him wearing clothes and it looks like it's some photoshop (laughs) that's supposed to be like a joke and and i you want me to explain do you know do i need to explain balenciaga to you or or fear of god do we have time i think that i think balenciaga can look great on people and i think there's people that wear balenciaga in a manner where they're like owning it and wearing it very well thank you jacob even even like even in the (laughs) like when bieber appeared in the balenciaga ad 
I was like, he just, he just doesn't look natural in it. I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Well, I have some theories. I have some theories. I think that that is what God <laughs> wants for him. You know, I think that our divine leader has said, I gave you a hot ass mm, wife. Mm, 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 mm. I gave you a lot of money. You can't also look good in the design. Right, 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 he said, right. he said, God giveth, right. God taketh away. Well, so this is, so this is, this is more, he's made a deal with the devil. He said, I'll turn you into a pop star, give you a voice of gold. Exactly. Uh, and dimples that'll stop a, stop a moose in his tracks. But in, in, in exchange, you really won't be dressing. The people will not be able to call you ranch. What do you, but what do you, <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, but what do you think about House of Drew? I would argue, I would argue that's the only time I've seen Justin appear to be wearing clothes comfortably and naturally. Yeah, that's actually I had completely forgotten about that. I thought he actually looked like not bad. You know, a, a, a dark suit over when you're looking at it on the internet, if it's tailored to him right, it's going to look fine. So I'd be curious to kind of see it in person. I heard. I heard shoddy. I heard of, there was some shoddy construction. Oh, no. I, I think that you know um, someone zoomed in on on some of the stitching and wasn't happy with it. But they got Pyre Moss to do that shit, huh? No, it's not as bad as Pyre Moss. When is a quote unquote fashion suit ever of like a really high quality though? Tom Ford, does that count or no? That's not fashion enough. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I I thought that at the Met Gala, which is where Bieber debuted uh, House of Drew. Yeah, I was there. I thought that Heron Preston wearing Tom Ford was like just sublime. Amazing. Like, so good. Mm-hmm. No, Heron looked amazing. You know, because Heron's a good looking cat. You know what I mean? So it was nice to see him polished. Blessed uh, by the gods with good looks there. Um, and some bodies, some body shapes and sizes just look better in a, in a perfectly tailored suit. You know, that's just what it is. Tom Ford, he's a great chef, but... You know, if you don't give him a nice piece of A5 Wagyu, then he can only do so much. Because Jason's been wearing his suit, his TJ Maxx suit on stage. Yeah, Jason, can, can I ask, was that suit Prada? Who made that? Great question. Don't do that. Well, you know what? You know what, Jacob? <laughs> uh, this this uh, this fashion guy, Mel Oddenberg, asked me the same question, and I'll tell him what I I'll tell you what I told him. <laughs> it's uh, from the good people at Valentina. Oh, okay. Yeah. I figured I figured it had to be something like that. I think they do Zendaya too, Chris. Considering your your LP, I figured it was going to be uh Thank you. Thank you. Something thank fancy. You. I want to get and it, all joking aside, Jason looks great in the suit and I, yes. I will continue to make fun of it because he did get it perhaps for a discount. Perhaps rate. the best part of a uh, little uh <laughs> podcast uh, concert I went to. You know, if if I were to get to get Jason maybe something custom using mm. the How Long Gone uh, Bank of America checking account, <laughs> um, just as a little Christmas gift for me to him because I'm kind of the you know I'm kind of like the the finance guy here. But but what do you think? What what would be the best? You know, if I were to let's say I was to allocate one thousand U.S. dollars. Oh, I can get a lot of Ludlow suits for that. <laughs> maybe I could maybe I could go up to fifteen hundred. Uh, but but where should I be looking for someone of this stature, or or for anyone really? I think it's a hard question because I'm Tom Brown pilled and can only wear that tailoring. So this is fun yeah, for yeah, me yeah. to shop for someone else. I mean, I'll know? say two things: you should have bought the suit for him prior, so that you could expense it as a outfit for public appearances under the How Long Gone Enterprises. That that was not. Well, J- let me t- let me tell you something, Jacob. Do you think this is the end of our public appearances? You're wrong, sweetie. Okay, okay, true, 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 <laughs> true, true. You know, it's tough. People, I I do get asked a lot, like. You know, I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a suit in the I'm sure. one thousand to fifteen hundred dollar realm. You know, custom at that price point is 
it's tough because you're in that price point, you're playing with like stock fabrics. Typically, like you're not going to be able to Mm. do much around the fabric. Like you'll get a night, you'll get a nice suit that fits you well, but you know, it'll probably be in a pretty standard Navy wool, a pretty standard gray wool, which is, you know, I mean, that's great. Like you can go to nothing wrong with someone like Patrick Johnson. You could go to Jake, Jake Muser here in New York. Yeah. I like all these. I like all these guys, but Jason, I think Jason needs something like that. I think he needs something very wearable yeah. and classic. I don't think he needs a, a a tropical wool. Actually, Chris, now that you say that the um when we were doing our little photo shoot for matchesfashion.com that that uh that Bottega suit that you put me in, I th- I really loved how that one felt. No, that that was really nice, but I just I much like Jacob, I would imagine, I lean towards a more classic mm-hmm. Savile Row, mm-hmm. you know, suiting versus fashion suiting. And I think Although the Valentino looks greater than you and it's crazy to fit you off the rack and it only costs like 200 bucks, that's a once in a lifetime find. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, that's, that's kind of the beauty or I guess the, the blessing and the curse of, of having my very, very odd shaped body is, you know, good luck finding anything that's going to fit you, especially a suit, you know, a nice pair of shoes or whatever. Right. But that one, one in a thousand thing that you do find you're the only motherfucker who's ever going to buy it. Like it's just going to sit there on eBay or the real, real, whatever. Another NBA player manages money wrong and he's having a fire <laughs> sale and J- Jason wins yeah. again. I'm the only person in America, nay the world who's, who's got that in their on their watch list. So, so that is a little bit of a, a saving grace. No, that's a, that's a bonus, but I think that, yeah, I mean, and, and I'm sure our, some of our listeners would agree, but, but I'm not wrong in saying that it's probably, better to err towards the size of a side of classic in the suiting versus the fashion side of suiting i don't think i've worn my like solid navy suit in a very long time i've worn like a you know double-breasted you know thin striped suit um probably with much more frequency but that's also just because like i wear tailoring much more casually these days and and i think that um you know that might be true for other people i, I mean i would assume that's true for jason who whose whose job is professional podcaster um you kind of you know dealer's choice of when he wants to wear tailoring yeah 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 he's not really yeah he's not really nailed down to like schedule, a schedule yeah you know we're tailoring jacob i don't even know what tailoring is that's how fucking deep i am all right <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I went to, you know, I had to get a suit for my wedding. I went to Patrick Johnson. If you want to invest, like there's there's tons of places you can go to. But again, like it's funny because that, that $1,000 price point, it's like what people really latch onto. And that's, it's a weird kind of fuzzy area because a Ludlow does clock in at less than that. And I think that that's a fine, like serviceable suit, you know, above that you kind of have a, a weird middle and then there's like a ton at $2,500 again. That's where a lot of suiting is. Well, we haven't had that. We haven't had that good of a year. You know, it's yeah, been yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the tour looks good, but unfortunately we are losing money. But I see money, what you're so. saying, Jacob. There's kind of, there's a, there's a big void in that price point. Right, and I think that some there's some companies that step in there, but, you know, it's a weird thing where I think that these kind of, these companies like, you know, suit supplier that like bon- Bonobos who kind of were in that realm, the bigger they get, it's like some of their stuff is even cheaper. And then some of it's, some of the stuff is like not really what you'd want in terms of style. I'll tell you the suit that I've worn the most this year is like, I bought a black Uniqlo that was like mm-hmm. 250 bucks. And I've worn that to death. Like I wear that so frequently in I summer like to hear that. And, it, and just put it on with the t-shirt. Very simple. It was great. Like I, 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 that was 
my best purchase. All of our poor, poor listeners that hear us talk about all these designer labels, this guy is literally a fashion professional and he's rich. <laughs> and he's saying $250, $250, I throw on a t-shirt and he looks fly as hell. You know what I mean? Now, now the foot, the footwork that statement is true. The footwork, though, the footwork, though, I'm sure you're rocking a 500 plus pair of shoes, so you're kind of leaving that out. He'll dress it up. He'll dress it down. Well, actually, you know, before before you move on, Jacob, I would I would say maybe yeah, please, please. maybe the answer instead of just that one fifteen hundred dollar suit, I just get four Uniqlo suits, and I got one in every color, mm-hmm. and I get a little something more to play around with, so I'm not just wearing the same suit all the time. You could. I mean, I think that Uniqlo. Being, as long as they offer multiple colors. Yeah, I was gonna say styles, Uniqlo being minimal. Way. I think that they made the suit like only in black when I bought it. I bought it right before the start of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what they have now. I could. I couldn't speak to their current assortment. Do you want me to to discuss any other recent purchases? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because what are your recent purchases going to be? A Volvo and a twelve pack of IPAs? Because that's not really exciting um, for us. So, is there anything else? Speak for yourself. Chris. For the record, I bought my Vol- I bought my Volvo uh, last uh, July. And unfortunately for you, uh, there is a Grateful Dead sticker on the back of the Volvo. Am I am I lying? Can I confirm or deny? Um, <laughs> okay, Jacob. Jacob, what's the what, what's the make and model on this Volvo? Can you uh, divulge that? I'm not going to tell you. I'm gonna, I, I, don't, I don't want the listeners seek, seeking Shut me out up, and critiquing my driving. Um, it's a 2007 Volvo XC70. It's not a very. It's, oh, it's, I thought you made a little. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you made a little more money I'm on this not, book. I'm I didn't not, realize I'm it was 2007. Know, the, is that is that <laughs> is that that's a wagon, right? It's a it's a wagon. No, I like that one. And that's, is that, is that year kind of similar with like the cross country edition? Correct. A little correct. more rounded? Yes, correct. No, that's a great, that, that's, that's a wonderful, I mean, that's why I asked the make and model. Does it have a screen in it, it does though? does not have the screen in it. No, it does not. <laughs> um, damn, does it have stars in the roof? No, uh, uh, I recently bought a, uh, Tree BN Shop leather jacket that is, I mean, just phenomenal. A really amazing garment. It's Tree BN. It's really trivial. How much? How much did that guy? How much? How much did this little buttery leather set you back? Because you had to replace the Avarex from from ninety eight. So <laughs> Jacob's too young for that reference, Chris. I am not too young for that reference. Um, okay. It it was like six fifty. That's not bad. I mean, Chris, I, I'm on a reporter's salary here. It's uh, it's 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 all picking and choosing. Don't you know? It's, uh, don't play. Don't play dumb. Don't play dumb with me. What do you mean? Okay? Yeah, I guess maybe um maybe we can learn some acorn style tricks from you because you'd be dressing nicer than most people on a meager journalist salary how does one do it yeah are you eating top ramen what's going on it's called being cheap I, i'm less cheap than i was previously i would say you know I, I i i don't feel pain in my stomach every time i spend money now um let's have a cheap off because jason's very cheap too well you well jacob you're not cheap as it pertains to clothes buying so where where what are the corners that you're cutting to to afford this you know sartorial lifestyle you know jason the one thing i've noticed since new york has quote-unquote opened back up is that my previous forget don't do that don't do that again why Fauci. did you put that new york in quotes, is open. Jacob? yeah don't do that bro i don't even wear a mask in new york fuck off my previous uh frugality when it came to going out has really got really got out the window um i i feel like it's much harder to be budget conscious a little bit right now because you're kind of you're out all the time you're seeing people all the time everything's kind of you know Oh, we'll go get dinner. We'll go get drinks. You know, blah blah blah. blah. Those espresso martinis add up, don't they? Oh, let me tell you, they real, they really do. They really do. So that's you know, I, I'm my my savings is uh slowly withering away, if you will. Um, okay, okay. 
it's less saving money that than you know I'm constantly reselling things. Oh, God. I'm I'm constantly cycling through my closet and getting rid of stuff that I don't wear anymore. He's, he made he made ten he made ten k on Union Jordans just like everybody else. I, we know I in did LA, I Jason. did not do so I did be, not do that. I did not. Do Jacob that. Jacob is a common flipper. I get it. Yeah, he's a, he, they know they say oh here comes a whale when he comes into round two. That's that's absolutely not what's happening. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, you know, it's I, it's like if I buy something, I try to resell something immediately after um, to kind of constantly be. No, that's a that's a smart way. To, in my mm-hmm. but that's, that's bad because in my mind, I'm like, oh, if I buy this like two hundred fifty dollar jacket from you know Laura Kleji, then I can go home and sell something, and then I end up selling that thing for like a hundred bucks. So like in my mind, it's evening out, but like on the on my bottom line it's not really evening out like you kind of do this this bad mental math <laughs> you're 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 playing a you're playing a little trick and the only person you're fooling is yourself let me tell you something bro we're gonna die one day and all we're gonna have is the stuff that you know that we copped yeah so don't don't think this is in vain all i i don't care about anything except the stuff i surround myself with and it makes me happy that's nice you sound you sound happy about you sound happy about all your stuff too Lately, I think I think I'm a little bit more targeted. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It comes in waves because, like, I feel like you kind of have this seasonal excitement around what you're buying, and you're like, "Oh, it's gonna be fall. I'm gonna buy all these things." And like, you know, I you know, you, I bought two jackets in the past week, and I'm like, "Oh, these are gonna be great." And then you kind of think like, "Well, shit, I already have like six other jackets in my closet," and, and it's like there's only so many days of a year, and then you kind of reach the end of a season you're looking back and you're like was that really worth it you know you do have that regret i think well it's ne- it's never it's never worth it that's why like other millennials you need to be spending your money on experiences so <laughs> you know hitting hitting more of those brooklyn watering holes might might warm your heart a little more than these garments mm, have you considered visiting the ice cream museum jacob <laughs> i'm all about um Oh my god! What did you guys call your Woolrich thing? Um, activations. Activation. Oi, oi, they. The word. The word activation. It's gonna give me an ulcer, man. That's the. That's the reason why we called it an activation. Yeah, that's the whole point. We're in on that joke, just so you know. Oh, okay. So it was. It was like. I don't know if Jacob. Buys it was us. like hipster ironic. How how cool of you guys? Okay. Jacob thinks he's playing five D chess, but we're doing six. It's just one click click above and he'll catch up eventually what did you guys uh what did you guys do for your what did you guys do for your honeymoon big dog so we went to we went to mexico um it was it was a bit of a so we got married in late august and when we were planning where we were going to go after by the way quickly you know I, i i went to the wedding and i gotta say the dude in suit quotient was unbelievable like i i was it was uh, everybody all the all the fellas were really dressing for each other classic gay vibe it looked like an, an evening at gatsby's at gatsby's house chris exactly a lot of pocket watches stuff like that there were there were a lot of great suits i'd be remiss if i didn't say my my wife looked the best though you know cheesy cheesy wife guy shit this guy guy (laughs) don't go wife guy don't go wife guy of course she looked the best just for the record i just want to let you guys know she's also my best friend just said weird to say (laughs) i don't know i sound crazy uh, don't listen to me (laughs) (laughs) if your wife didn't look better than lawrence schlossman we'd have a problem you know what i mean that's 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 tough what kind of suit was your wife wearing ellen style baby she was she was wearing a, a great uh simone rocha dress uh, it was it was it was a great fit. Nobody does it like Simone. Uh, <laughs> tell me, I <laughs> know uh, I've heard of I've heard of that brand. 
Salman Rushdie, that shit is fire. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that brand used to be married to Padma. I know about that shit. I mean, I've seen Padma on Bravo. Jason, why weren't you this funny live? I mean, really, it's because you, you waste. You you waste all the juice on these these calls. You know? I guess um, it's a good question. How funny do you think I was live, scale of one to ten? I thought that you two were very cracking. Scale of one to ten. I thought that you two were probably a solid eight. Hell yeah! Okay, I'll take it. I'll take that. Uh, yeah, but fine. but but Chris, to answer your question, so when we were trying to figure out where we were going to go, you know, our initial thoughts were we were going to go to Europe, but then. When we were booking it, it seemed dicier over there, like you know, COVID wise. And then the joke. Well, was, we we know you're 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 a big COVID guy, so I'm I'm surprised. I'm not. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know how you got this narrative <laughs> in your head. Um, That's your vibe, bro. You were bleaching cucumbers until two weeks ago. That is not true. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not true, Chris. Jacob, Jacob has somebody to do that for him. But then the joke was kind of on us because we we went to to Mexico where like it was like cases were higher there and then they would have been in Italy by the time we took the honeymoon. So we were we went there for like five days. It was fine. Did you see Diplo or no? It was not. Uh, it was not that kind of situation. I would say it was. <laughs> what a, it, city did you go to? What city in Mexico? We went to Tulum. Oh shit! Which which, which has then a, it is a Diplo situation. Was, but we didn't. We didn't really. I mean. I, <laughs> we didn't we're not we're not uh quote-unquote club people if you will so it wasn't really i don't really know why we. so had, then why did you go I to really the don't, club you know, Jason, city i really don't know i'll tell you we're going <laughs> i thought Jew, I, I didn't even think i didn't even think jewish people really like the sun that much i i like the ocean a lot you, you, sh- you guys should have just had your honeymoon in vegas man i could have got you into excess <laughs> got you a table you know i don't have a whole lot of pull into loom I love gambling, so I, I would have loved to have gone to Vegas. But um, I didn't know you were a gambling man. Oh, I I, I love gambling. If it, if I lived in a area where it was more accessible, like I'm I'm worried for myself about when uh, sports betting apps are going to be allowed in New York State. Like I I don't even like sports that much, but I I worry deeply about getting to in the game. You don't trust yourself around the ponies. You don't trust yourself around around Monday night football, yeah, unders and all that shit. You're gonna go- let us know, let us let us know because Jason and I have a bookie in Miami. Mm-hmm. But you know I'm I'm of the age where like when I was in high school, like I was playing online poker and are you are you up are you up year to date. <laughs> I, I I am up lifetime. I have you know, but I but I will I'll play because you know I typically just try to play when I'm traveling somewhere if they have gambling. So like you know when I was in Montreal, I drove to like an Indian casino out there, and that was that was the most that was the second most depressing gambling I've ever done. That sounds dark as hell, man. That's kind of part of the fun yeah, of, of gambling, but, but, though. But, but like on Christmas Day, like a few years ago. I was in New. Oh, I was in. New, oh, I was in New Mexico. And my brother and I went, and we were playing blackjack. I guess if you are Jewish, it doesn't mean a whole lot. It did, yeah, it didn't mean anything to us. But we were playing blackjack with a lot of like divorced dads who didn't have their kids on Christmas. It was just like dark, and that that kind of soured it for me for a Take while. A Twenty off of you. You probably could have used that one buy some toys. But I, I don't know. I'm I, blow I, this I look on forward some to getting back socks. to Vegas. You know, I, 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 I do like gambling a lot. I gotta, yeah, that's that's out of character for you, if I can be honest. Very out. Of, you're you're kind of a control freak guy. You don't even do drugs, really. So I guess gambling is is addictive as you're going to be. So is, is poker your game? Blackjack, you, poker mostly. I like blackjack and I like roulette a lot. Once I'm up, roulette. I think roulette is a game 
you really have to play when you have money to play with really. So Mm -hmm. typically I'll sit and play blackjack for as long as I can. And then um, if I need to kind of reset my brain a little bit, I'll go play roulette. All right, Jacob, when you're, when you're gambling, what's your drink of choice? Doing a little Woodford? No, I'll just drink drink like a Miller, you know, just, just, you know, drink a a domestic lager, you know? Um, All right, Jacob, you're a movie buff. And you're and you like playing the cards. Did you did you see the card counter? I saw the card counter. I did. What say you? I think that it was pull no punches. It was it was okay. I mean, I think First Reformed is an amazing movie and maybe one of the best movies of the past ten years. Maybe honestly, like I think that it, it's an incredible movie that says something very deep about America. And I think he was trying to go for something very similar with Card Counter. I mean, Card Counter is basically it echoes the beats of first reformed pretty closely in a lot of ways. And I did not think it was as successful. Um, mm-hmm. I did. I, 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 until you mentioned it, Jason, I had completely forgotten that movie. Whereas first reformed has really sat with me um, since I saw it. Is wall street journal looking for a film critic? Cause you might be, no, 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 no. I gotta say you got the juice. You speak passionately about the subject. That's all he does because my job is, is thinking about clothes it's helpful to think about another cultural zone mm-hmm. to like work a different muscle in that way. It's like when Jason goes from happy hardcore to hip hop mm-hmm. in a DJ set. He's, he's, <laughs> it's good. It's good to lo- have a lot of arrows in your quiver mm-hmm. just in case, you know, mm-hmm. keeps you a more well-rounded soldier in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Jason and I are both interested in a lot of stuff. So I understand where you come from. Yeah. Um, you know, Jason's an angler, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm into, um, you know mm-hmm. pre-workout powders so it's everybody kind of has everybody kind of has their thing right he's into like. uppers right, right. i'm into downers he's into uppers and downers i guess you gambling in a casino in montreal on christmas day is really painting a picture of me and i hope that you were blasting cigs no i it was first of all that that was actually in new mexico and i was with my mother who also kind of likes gambling um it was a it was a interesting uh trio your mom's willing to bet the house on a few hands and on christmas day she likes the slots you, you know so she she, mm-hmm. she was playing some slots it was a uh, slot slot lizard yeah but I was in I was in Montreal years ago, and it was like I was there for too many days. Kind of, I was also there in in like December, and it was just a bad time to go to to a to a very cold Damn, place. You yourself, um, bro. They gotta move Montreal Fashion Week to a more of a summer month, man. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's like Miami Swim yeah, Week. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's the same same kind of vibe up there. <laughs> same kind of vibe up there. Okay, so Tulum was a little bit of a stinker, huh? Did anything good happen on your honeymoon in Tulum? Other than re resharing and recalibrating the love with your life partner, of course. Uh, I read a lot of books. I know that that's a ter- that's a terrible answer. Well, you guys had a crazy damn. You had a crazy time. I bet your wife loved that. She was slinking around in her new bathing suit, and you're just over there reading fucking. Were you able to finish Blink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What David Foster Wallace book did you bring? Oh, uh, come on, Chris. They don't let you. They don't. They don't let that into customs down in Mexico way. Too grande. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you finish Blink? Is really I love like this whole podcast has been fun because I know I know exactly when Jacob's just like I'm just not going to say anything and I'm like, did we lose the call? Did he accidentally go on mute? But it's more of just like a silent protest. Like his his attorney has advised him not to speak on the matter whatsoever. Like, I can't even laugh. I can't even laugh at these idiots. It could be incriminating towards me. Is it because you have a corporate job, Jacob, or are you just that kind of guy? 
too much at stake? No, I, don't I, I, think, so, I think sometimes I see to take a step back and let you two fi- finish and, you know, run out of steam and then we can pick <laughs> up where we left off. Um, first of all, first of all, bitch, don't make us feel like we're your child. We can't, we will never run out of steam. That's part of the problem. We could do this for an hour and you could just sit there and listen like a free show. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But, you know, we, unfortunately we came to talk to you. So, we should, you know, I, I would be remiss not to, to let you, you know, spit a little game about your book. Thank you. I was, I, I, if, if someone has made it through all, through all 50 minutes of this. Um, yeah, uh, I, I have a book uh, that's coming out with uh, Fiden in, uh, next month. And um, it's something I've been working on for the past couple of years with them. Um, it's a very dense coffee table book um, about the history of men's fashion. It was quite an endeavor with them uh, a great endeavor i'm really i'm like incredibly excited to see how people react to it and tell me you know what we left out and could someone like them jeans maybe learn something because i think anyone could learn something from this my hope is that yeah my hope is that p- even people that deeply care about clothes can learn something people that you know have a passing interest can learn something um even people like chris who had tumblers they could learn something too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I really hope people use it as a reference. You know, it's 500 entries of you know brands and figures and designers. Everything you need. It's it's a beautifully designed book, and and it will look nice uh, in your home, even if you never crack it. That's my. Mm, pitch. It sounds like it sounds like we're on a he's on a holiday sales you know kind of pitch right now, Jason. Because this you know Christmas a is just of, around a the corner. A lot of books come out around that time, Chris. You'll learn as you kind of <laughs> dig deeper into the literary world. But yeah, it's good for, good for sales. Oh, okay. Um well, if if this book is kind of, you know, as you said sort of encyclopedic, mm-hmm. does that mean you also have to include maybe some men's fashion brands or people or whatever that that you might not necessarily think is good, but you have to include it just for kind of general posterity? For, through the annals of men's fashion history, like an Amiri or something like that, for example? I, I would say, and this is something that, because I'm a reporter at the journal, I'm not a critic, and, and you know my job is covering what's there and what people wear, and, and I, I try to do it with um, wide eyes, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that if someone is is wearing it and has some bearing on how they present themselves to the world and how they think of themselves then it has merit to some capacity. Like I try very hard not to think of clothes in terms of like good or bad necessarily. No, like no, I no. think that I it's mean, just no, but like, if, if, if you're including like, there's no critique in an encyclopedia, it's just simply documenting history kind of, you know? I, and, I, and I would say, Jason, I think that the the scale that we kind of thought of with the book was more like relevant or not relevant, like how relevant was mm-hmm. this person to the conversation at a given time. And there were certainly people that we, you know, and brands that we had had on the long list that we ended up leaving out because we thought, you know, oh, they didn't, you know, ultimately have that much impact. And there were certainly, I think, names we wanted to have in there that might not have had a huge enough career or huge weight at the time that we were seeing, you know, looking back, oh, this this brand, this designer really mattered. And 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 that's certainly that's certainly factored in. Well if I flip if I flip to the P's and Philip Pline's not in there, we're gonna have some words. I was actually gonna ask the same question. Phil uh Philip Pline is not in there. Okay. But but I would also say like neither neither is Amiri. And I think that that's not a that's not like a 
again, that's not like a judgment call per se. That's just like right now we're, we're, you know, it's, no, it's, sure. it's 2021. And we were kind of looking back. I mean, it starts with Bo Brummel. When you look back over time there, you know, when you're, when you're only dealing with 500 slots, you kind of have to make some choices about where things matter. And, and the, the people that we have that are in there that are contemporary, I think we were really trying to say like they, they distinctly matter for right now and they probably will be in the conversation and mm-hmm. 10, 20, 30, 50 years. Um, of course, you know, fashion can move pretty quickly. And I don't think that there's any names thus far that we're like, oh, sh- shoot, we really, you know, forgot them and they're doing all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. Like, so Bodie's still safe. Is that what you're saying? But it's, but it's interesting because I, I was trying to land on the point that like 80, you know, I'd say like a good 80 to 90% of it, it's like the, they're going to be static. Like it's, you know, the kind of the names, the, the voices that really, you know, that they had impact, like, they're, they're pretty clear cut. And, and, and I, I would hope that that 20%, again, that 20% that, that, you know, might be a little bit surprising really, really is going to, you know, be something that people that again, are very like deeply caring about fashion are going to get something out of. Um, Cause certainly like, you know, there were names that when I was doing it, there were, there were names and designers and people that I was like, shoot, like I, I totally didn't think of this person and didn't think of how important they were. And, 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 and you know, particularly for like, for stylists and, and, and things of that nature, like that definitely all really kind of was, was very clear, you know, like a name like Ray Petrie, who a London based stylist who, who passed in the late eighties, like he's someone who the, the Buffalo look that he was doing has a lot of kind of echoes today, but he was a name that I had, you know, heard, but hadn't really dug a lot into. And there's a lot of cases like that, I would say. So you're, you're teaching and learning during the process, which is kind of the whole point of writing a book, I would say. Oh, I, I, I think so. And this motherfucker, Jason, I, you probably don't talk about fashion that much with Jacob. This motherfucker really is the encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's the only guy that he, he's the only guy that could write this book, in my opinion. So that's why I was happy to see what the, you, what the contents is. Cause I've learned a lot from you in our friendship. A scholar. Yeah, no, honestly, like this motherfucker knows everything and it's a, it's a wealth of knowledge and a true resource. And to be able to buy that and, and put it on your coffee table is, is a gift that, that only Santa can deliver. Jacob, has anyone ever asked you to, you know, retain you for your fashion services ever? <laughs> personal styling? Oh, personal styling. Uh, oh my God, no. Like I, I'm looking at it from, the lens of, of reporting as opposed to the lens of like application, if that makes any sense. Like I want the information. I want to look at stuff. I want to kind of know what's going on, but like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm still, I feel like a lot of people, I'm still unsure of what I'm wearing at times or what I'm thinking. At times. Like, I, I don't think that yeah, is, of course, yeah, of course. I, I think it happens to everyone. I mean, I mean, J- Jason, like you, you know, not, not, not to necessarily bring her up, but like, you know, you date a stylist and, and mm-hmm. that, that is a skill that is very kind of singular. And I, I think I have, as I've kind of gone, you know, through reporting and talking to stylists a lot and kind of looking at what they do, like it's, that's a pretty it's a very specific skill to be able to like know exactly how a person should present themselves and and to kind of shape that. Yeah. It's two different things. I mean, just, just knowing, just, you know, just hearing you talk about stuff and, you know, displaying your knowledge, you you seem very confident in what you know and what you like and it's well-researched and it's not just a vibes thing. You know, there's some, there's some substance behind it. And it just seems like if I, you know, could afford to put you on payroll and just be like, all right, I don't have time for this shit. You know, here's my credit card. You know, go nuts, buy me some shit. I feel like you'd do a great job yeah. and put some thought into it, and you would. It wouldn't just be some bullshit job. Like the only other part of the fashion world that really interests me on any kind of deep 
level of like, oh, maybe I like feels like human resources. I think costume design is like the one of the most interesting ways that that clothing kind of manifests, and and I and I think it's actually a part of the fashion landscape that ends up being like overlooked and overrated. Like we don't talk a lot about like costume designers by name or anything like that, but mm. you know they they are often so significant in putting this person in this and how much that impacts how we think of, you know, it's like succession is a great example. It's like, I couldn't necessarily tell you who the costume designer of succession is, Mm-mm. but they're, you know, they're shaping what we as a viewership think of as like wealth. Like what does wealth look like? I'm right here, baby. I see it in the mirror every morning. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those succession. little subtleties that only those in the know can. Well, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. No, for sure. And that's the quickest way for you to get in bed with your precious PTA as well. Huh? The person that wins the Oscar for best costumes is always just the person that makes like the most costume quote unquote like you know ball gowns and period stuff and things like that i and had to do 300 victorian pieces from scratch i'm like you'd be a dick not to give them that price. Exa- exactly but but you know every every movie it's it's a component and that's why like no matter how you take it, no but no matter what your feeling of this movie was like i thought that it was incredible that a lot of the conversation around uh, uncut gems was like the styling of howie and the styling of the people around him and and this idea that like just just be styling like just a guy. That's because it was the only good part about the movie. Yeah, this this brings me to the everybody jerking off, and we'll end on this jerking off on the Oscar Isaac photos of him wearing a cos blouse and New Balance, like it's mind blowing. <laughs> and it's just like, guys, this isn't that good. He looks cool, but he looks like any guy that lives in Cobble Hill. Like, the why bar are we is low for actors though? But why are we freaking out about that? It's just so obnoxious how that happens. Like he doesn't look that good. He looks fine, and it's a costume. So I I, I did think about this because I I thought that that styling was really good, and and I and I thought, okay, why why do I think this is so good? And and and, and I want to I want to shout out the stylist who whose name is uh, Miyako. Yeah, Miyako. Yeah, she also did Uncle James Miyako. She's I thought she's I think she's an incredible stylist, and my feeling is that one that was wrapped up in just the fact that people, you know, quote unquote, stand the hot dad look right now. Like, you know, Oscar Isaac with the beard and he's like, not, you know, he's not conventionally hot, but he's like 40 and, you know, you've got this whole thing wrapped up. There's something about it. There's something about he's a famous him. hot guy, but and sure. Something about him. But, but, but like, you know what I mean? Like he kind of looks like you might see him walking down the street in Cobble Hill and you're like, Oh, that guy, like I know that guy. And then I think people, you know, guys sharing it, probably me included, could think like, oh, if that's, you know, what's considered hot, then like, yeah, maybe that reflects better on me. You know, I, I'll be candid. Like, I that's think that true. That's, that's, that that's part of it. But I, but I also think that it's a strange thing that, you know, right now, that to me felt closer in lineage to like the way that we used to say, like, oh, like Steve McQueen or mm-hmm. yeah. Paul Newman are really well dressed because those were just like clothes. Like, I understand yes, but, but this, but, but this but, is but Chris, from Chris, a TV Chris. show. This is not them walking down the street. This isn't day, 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 everyday life. Well, I mean, Chris, to that I would say, like a lot of the images that are recycled of Steve McQueen or Paul Newman or Robert are on whatever, set, are, yeah, are yeah, on yeah. set from the movie, what have you. So to me, that felt closer to like actually a traditional way that we've interpreted, you know, mm-hmm. Hollywood good styling point. and Hollywood no, no, presentation. Point. Because like the people that were engaging with that, that stuff was closer to what's in their own closet. And I think that in a way that's actually what's really frankly been missing from the conversation in a certain way. Like we're, we're at a point where it's a, we actually have a real dearth of authentic, true celebrity style icons that a guy looking at stuff could say like, Oh, I want to dress like that because Mm. a lot of the celebrity conversation is around like 
the red carpet or the Met Gala where the whole point is presenting yourself in a manner that is heightened. Mm -hmm. So I think that it actually reminded me of like the Brad Pitt flannel thing where it's like, oh my God, this guy's wearing like just a flannel and he looks so hot. And like, it's like a basic garment that kind of because of the way it's packaged, Mm. you're thinking, oh, that's actually an outfit that I could replicate or that I could buy something similar to that. So that's why I think it was cycling through like that. Cause it's like, it's also, I think that right now, you know, not, not to, not to plug a story I wrote, but, and this wasn't, I didn't say this, this was something that Amelia said to me was I wrote about, you know, Larry David style and kind of why people were flipping out about, you know, him at the fashion show. And then why there was a Kith collaboration. I don't really want to get into that with you guys. Cause I know how you <laughs> feel, but I mean, I know why there's a Kith collaboration because everybody makes money and it's smart. But I spoke with Amelia. I spoke with Amelia Petrarca from the cut who had filmed, who had taken that video of him at the Stodd fashion show. And, and, you know, we were, I was kind of parts out why people were so obsessed with this. And, you know, she said, like, we're just attracted to authenticity. And I think that that's true. Like, 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 I know, I understand that, that, that was Oscar Isaac being dressed yeah, yeah, for yeah. a television show. And it was all artifice, but he authentically looked like a fucking dude. Like he looked mm-hmm. like a person walking down the street. And I think that that's, no, no, that's a good point. That's like the gap between like, you know, these old templates of like Muhammad Ali and JFK and these people that like, like, I think about this all the time in the fashion world. Like we ha- we still reference the same old people, the same old photos. Like most of the people that I reference as quote unquote style icons are long dead. They're primarily white. They're, pr- they dress in traditional, like new England sportswear, new England prep wear, but then in between. So that's what I'm saying, Chris, is that in between you now have get Cuddy. Oscar Isaac. You, th- no, but I was, but I was going to say you have people that are dressing like when you look at the red carpet for again a Met Gala or for the BET Awards or for things like that, you can't really as a viewer be like, "Oh, yo, I totally want to dress like that." You can't really say that in the same manner. Like they're like, "Oh, Lil Nas X looks great. Where can I pick this look up?" <laughs> yeah, no, you're yeah, right. You, you're like, right. Like, I understand. Like, you don't really have that. Like like I appreciate those outfits on a level of like artistry and a level of again drama mm-hmm. but it ain't wearable it ain't everyday but threads it's not, but for it's the not, guy it's, it's not it's not every day and, and again i think that's why like you know someone like a heron preston like i remember like that tux was nothing special but that's why i remember it it was so well mm-hmm. done it, it was like everything about it was so precise and i i i think that that's like we we do seek that out whether or not we articulate it like we seek that out and so i think we're looking and and I think that if you are tuned into this, you can look at that Oscar Isaac outfit and you're picking up on the nuances of how the pants fit and how the Henley fits. And I know it's a Henley and there's all this stuff about mm-hmm. Henleys and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But like there is something there that people are looking at and they're like, okay, what does that mean for how I dress and how can I – like you, it's it seems much closer. You're watching – you're watching someone. Yeah, play no, you're right. You're watching you're someone right. play pickup soccer as opposed to watching the World Cup. Like it's the Sex Pistols effect. You watch, you know, you watch these guys play three chords terribly, and they're on television, and a thousand bands were formed the next day. I could, I could do that exactly, Ex- exactly, exactly. And that was that was weird because when I was not weird, but when I was working on the book to kind of bring it back to that, I kept going through these people, and I was really amazed how looking back at people like like you know of course a david bowie who had a lot of agency over how he looked and a lot of like sense about how, how he looked and all that but even like malcolm mclaren like i was looking through all these photos of malcolm mclaren and it's like that that to me was so like he clearly understood how he wanted to present himself but the clothes were not they were not crazy 
And and, no. and I hate to say, I'm sorry, goat, I don't want to, I don't want to say crazy, but they were not like they were not like statement making. They were just like they had some intrigue to them, but they were the kind of thing that if a guy passed him on the street, they could think like, oh, I want to be like that kind of, and I could go and find that. And and I think that that idea of like being interesting but not necessarily like theatrical, so that you're getting like because because celebrities these days they want to be shared on social media. They want to have, you know, a, a lot of people clamoring after them and, 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 and writing articles about how distinct their outfit was. And I get that. That's a, di- but that's playing to a different kind of demand than what just like an average guy wants these days. Um, and of course I think about this cause like my reader is just an average person. They're not, they're like, you know, I'm not, I write for a publication that I understand is like pretty down the middle in certain ways. And so I'm kind of nudging them along, if you will. And I think about that. I think about what they want a lot necessarily. You know what I want? I want, um, you know, I want people to stop, uh, you know, going absolutely nuts over celebrities outfits when they're mediocre, but that's a whole other podcast. I feel, I mean, Chris, I feel much more bothered, if you will, by the repackaging of standard 1990s, 2000s, cultural objects and us constantly saying like this is the best outfit of all time Mm -hmm. like that drives me nuts like you know it's like you can see it on social media it's like someone watches some movie from the 1980s and they're like oh my god look at this guy in corduroys this is the best thing i've ever seen of course everybody's a fucking idiot bro and (laughs) what like yeah but that i think it's because even though you know you you see some you know woody allen movie he's wearing a a sports coat and some corduroys but it's just like it's just fitting differently. It's it's he's wearing it, and it's it's from a time where you could just wear that, and you don't look like a weird theatrical freak who's like in a bad band from from L.A. It was just like it was, it was authenticity. It was just like this was a time when people just dressed like this, and it was normal. We didn't even think about it. It's in the '90s. We're going to the Gap, and we're buying some trousers, and we're tucking our T-shirt in. And now, when people see it in 2021, they're like, "Yeah, holy shit, what is going on?" You're right. You're right. I guess. I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, my reaction to that is that I wish that it wasn't so extraordinary. Like, I wish that people like the blessing and the curse of being an expert in a field. That's no, just how yeah, it is. Yeah. You know. But I think we make mountains out of molehills with that stuff sometimes, and I think it's just like, yeah, we do. And I also think constantly looking back is not always the most positive. Like when we're constantly looking back. You know, we interpret everything on the same landscape because the internet makes it so that something from 1980 is just as relevant as something that's from 2021, mm-hmm. and we have access to it in the same manner. Like again, when I when I was when I was working on the book, like you know, I kept looking back at stuff, and it was interesting how much like I'd be reading about a a, a brand, like you know, or a store, like you know, Granny takes a trip, and you're looking at it and you're like if this existed today, there, it would be like so much content around this mm-hmm. or like a brand like parachute. And because it's from the 1980s it, or, you know, even earlier in 1960s, 1970s, you know, like there's just not as much material around it in a certain way. And, and so it's like, as a result, we kind of forget that that stuff's there. So I guess in a way, like I'm contradicting myself, like, like it's, it's good these days that we're like reappraising things. I think we're just trying to find where the level is all the time. Like, you know, you might see a movie from, the eighties or a TV show from the eighties and you want to place it in today's conversation. That's like remarking where the level is and, and maybe that fades out and something else. It, we're all, we're always trying to find what the balance is. Mm. Jacob Gallagher. Thank you for podcasting with us. How long gone? What's the name of the book? Where can people find it? The, the, the book is called the men's fashion book. Um, it is available from fight for pre-order. Now it'll be out next month uh, in time for 
uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, but yeah, Christmas as well as Hanukkah, I believe. Um, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can read me at um, the Wall Street Journal, and um, yeah, you can find him on Twitter.com as well. Yes, you can. Thank you guys for the time, and good luck tonight. <laughs> <laughs>